Hello and welcome back to another episode of On the Outside. Marcus Taylor joins me, Harry Vanderwood. Marcus, it's been a, uh, a fairly busy and uh, quite a painful week for us both. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Crisp little pun there, uh, Vanders, to open. Mm. That's what the people love to see. Love to see. Yes, it has been a, a, a painful week. It uh, hasn't quite been the 12 days of cricketness that we anticipated, but uh, lots to get into this week. Yeah, certainly is. And uh, obviously the huge story since our last pod was is the Tim Payne sexting scandal mm-hmm. story. I just wanted to check. You go first. What do you got? Well, I just want to <laughs> check how you are because I, I, I'm still feeling quite uh, just flat, just devastated, a little bit distraught about the whole thing. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting when you sent me through a message saying, I think Tim Payne's in a bit of trouble or whatever your wording was. So uh, still sort of reeling from it, to be honest, as I think the whole cricketing world is. But obviously we don't have too much time to just sit me down on the couch and, and talk me through it. So, yes, what are you? What are your thoughts? How are you feeling about the whole thing? Well, I'm not as flat as you are. Uh, I probably wasn't invested in, in Timothy David as much as you were. Mm. Um, but, no, it's just um, I've been far more interested in the reaction, actually. Mm. The, the reaction to people, because I, I thought, and we, we discussed this when it happened, I thought that he would never play for Australia again and he would probably would probably be forced into some form of retirement. That's what I thought would happen. Seems like the opposite has happened. Seems like outside of the captaincy uh, that everyone wants him to keep playing on. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, we we thought he he would be done and and have no more no more tests in him. And uh, look, it sort of seems like the support for him is really rallied amongst the playing group. Um, Why do you right. think it's there, Ben? Why do you think everyone amongst the playing group and the media and the general public, the number of people I've talked to, are actually still supporting him? Why do you think they are still supporting him when we've seen other people in this situation and and we haven't supported them? Yeah, I think it's the players look like they've just sort of put down a bit of a line in the sand about, you know, what they're going to be getting getting in trouble for and what looks bad and what doesn't look bad and, and just saying, that, you know, they're not saints and, and things need to happen and they and they deserve support. That seems to be the case. And as you say, it was a fascinating study in the media to see what was happening. And we honestly felt like, depending on how it was reported in the first 24, 48 hours, that the momentum would take the case either way, either to force retirement or support and it seems to be just more on the support side we haven't seen too much too many calls are saying you know Tim Payne needs to retire it's definitely everyone's called him an idiot and, and he's done the wrong thing but mm. people haven't necessarily demanded his head which which has been interesting um cricket Taz came out during the week Taz was a very yeah. very interesting statement obviously all, the, all of the state cricketing bodies sort of part of cricket Australia came out and just blasted cricket Australia saying why did you bother having an internal investigation that, you know, found Tim Payne mm. did nothing wrong, uh, two consenting adults, and then, and then you made him captain to then come out and say you shouldn't have done it and, and say that it was the right thing to to um, resign from the captaincy. So Cricket Taz are on the warpath there a little bit, and I think um, sort of taking a few of Cricket Australia players with them. It's been interesting, their reaction, because the way we usually see these things play out is that, Organisations are very careful about making sure they adhere to that sort of social etiquette of not seem to be victim blaming, even though internally they might think so, and and making sure that their uh, uh, statements will end up being received well. So it's really interesting 
that Cricket Tasmania haven't done that. They've totally taken Tim Payne's side. I think what people tend to forget about this is that 2018, when this uh, decision was made and the investigation was made, came straight off the back of, of the Millwood's thing. Of, of the, like, mm. Cricket Australia was a debacle. Like, we were in so much trouble at that time. Like, the reviews and all that long stuff and all that kind of crap hadn't been done. So I think to say, to claim that, oh, that investigation was done and that it's all fine. But you can't hold that up as a, that investigation up as a, a model of, of integrity because the place was a shambles. And so it's very likely the investigation was a shambles anyway. So I actually don't mind Cricket Australia coming out and saying, you know what, we would have done it differently. Because oh. I, and I genuinely think they, they would not have made it, Captain. And I think that's okay to say now. Well, interestingly enough, there was a report during the week that came out and said that Cricket Australia are even considering bringing George Bailey back just to captain the team. You see how much trouble <laughs> they are. So I don't know how much truth is that, but it sort of shows a bit of mindset at the time that they were yeah. pretty desperate. Yeah. So, um, look, it's going to continue to play out, Tails. But I think one thing that I'm finding quite interesting is is the, um, the, the woman that received these text messages from, mm. from Tim Payne has sort of said they were unsolicited and, and, and unwanted. But everyone sort of seems yeah. to be... It doesn't seem to be brought up much anymore in the media. Everyone's no, talking about right. it being two consenting adults and Tim Payne making a mistake. And the fact that she's saying that they were, uh, I guess, unconsensual and unsolicited pictures seems to be being uh, ignored, I guess, for lack of a better word. And everyone's just saying they were two, two consenting adults, which is surprising me um, in, in, a, in a time where, you know, we are very much talking about uh, consent and, and, and the me too movement so i've been surprised that that seems to have been so far fairly ignored by the media but just before we move on a couple of comments in the media one from our favorite michael clark had an interesting Mm -hmm. comment um saying he doesn't know why tim payne stood down um you know we we have to hold it to a higher standard but he certainly can't uh can't be untarnished as a captain and and just reference ricky ponting in his his bar fight before (laughs) he got the captaincy so i thought that was an interesting uh an interesting it's not quite the same thing but sure Yes, yeah, but just an interesting claim from uh, Michael Clark. The other one was Candace Warner, who came out mm. during the week and um, and sort of said that she doesn't think it's right to. She thinks it's a dangerous precedent to have to hold a captain to a different uh, a different level of accountability to a playing team. And I don't really understand if she's saying yeah. that in defence or uh, attack of Tim Payne. It's, it's sort of a I'm not really sure what she was saying at all, to be honest. So yeah, the, the way her comments, yeah, the way her comments came out made it seem like she was saying that she was whacking Tim Payne for it. She was saying like, "How can you?" The, the way it was laid out it was like, "Well, how could you possibly think it's okay for an Australian oh, an Australian player to do it, but not a captain?" Sort of things. But to yeah, the way the I, I think what she was trying to say was that there shouldn't be two different standards in the team. It's a confusing statement. <laughs> Probably one the media didn't really need to report, saying I'm sure they had no idea no. what the statement was either. Yeah. Well, Taz, this Tim Payne story will continue to uh, to roll out, and we're going to discuss, you know, who who captaincy for that for the Aussie cricket team later in the pod. We have a new sponsor of the pod, which is very exciting. Ooh, yes. And I tell you yeah. what, it, it is timely because with El Nino being declared this summer, it is going to be a wet summer. So we are delighted to have the new sponsor of Raincoat 
on board. That's Raincoat with a K, not a C. Uh, a fabulous sponsor. They do children's raincoats and overalls uh, to keep them keep them dry in summer. Uh, well, this summer particularly. And I know, Taylor, a little bit of insight that Paddy Dangerfield mm. hits his kids out uh, with wow. raincoats. So that's uh, they're pretty impressive. They're all sustainable, sustainably uh, sustainably made because we know the kids certainly uh, grow out of their their clothes. So making sure it's not um it's all recyclable and biodegradable so i so it's am... sustainable it's stylish they're hardy for kids well if Patty and Dang- it sounds like they're functional as well and patty dangerfield's kids use. yeah so they That's must awesome. be stylish so uh check out raincoat.com.au for more information Matt is, of course, the, the second part and probably the secondary part of the Tim Payne conversation is that we need a new skipper. Somebody's got to captain the men's team because TD Payne is no longer in the top job. Unless he comes it back. It looks like it's going to be... <laughs> because <laughs> like there's support for him to come back, which would be an outrageous <laughs> change. But yes, let's SCB, assume he's not but, coming back. But it looks like it's going to be Paddy Cummins. What do you think of that? I think that that is the smart way to go because I don't think there's any point of naming a vice captain and then mm. the position becomes available and then putting someone else in the job. I understand the idea of developing over a few years and it's a long-term vice captain, but I think when you pick someone for the job, you're hoping that they're ready to go at a moment's notice. So I think it's a good call. I think he's well-liked. I think it's a good time. Obviously, the way that this has ended with... Um, Tim Payne post the Steve Smith dismissal. We sort of need a captain that's loved by by Australia and by the teams. So I think it's a smart choice. But as a fast bowler, there's difficulties there. Um, so they're going to have to manage how that works. Um, but there is talk of Smith being vice captain, so some yes. experience and, and helping out there. Um, and it sounds like that's a that's a call from Cummins himself. Is he he would like Smith there? But it does pose some challenges to the fast bowlers being captain tails. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree, Vanders. I, I think um, what the conversation we really haven't had that much of a conversation yet about the fact that Pat Cummins that means Pat Cummins has to play every test. So there's no mm. and don't get me wrong, I'm he's, I'm sure his body's perfectly fine, but in this day and age, like it's very rare for fast bowlers to play all five tests of the summer. And you'll see, you definitely see Stark and Hazelwood rotated out, but it means you can't rotate out Pat Cummins anymore, which I think. I think it's really interesting that they've made that choice. And that's not just for this series. That's for all series Every, moving like, forward. That Test means Pat Cummins has to go to Pakistan and, and pull on the on the flat tracks over there. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he can't, yeah. he can't pull out of that Pakistan tour or anything like that. So do I thought you, it's a very odd choice to do it. Do you think that there's room in the game nowadays for not a shared captaincy, but it, like a different vision? Cricket's always been the cricket captain's been a lonely figure and, you know, the coach doesn't do that much and they're a lonely figure out in the field. Do you think there's room for more of a collaborative? I don't know there is already. They go into games with plans and things like that, but it's always been framed as a lonely, difficult job um, that no one really quite understands the pressure of. Do you think there's room in the modern game for more of a shared approach, especially with someone like Smith who has had experience? No one seems to like it in the media. They seem to think there's disagreement and, 
when there's sort of multiple mm. people working, like when Payne and, and, and Smith were sort of, there were some rumours that they were, um, Smith yeah. was, was yeah. taking over. But is there any room for that as we move forward? Because you kind of feel like there has to be if Pat Cummins is going to be captured. There's always should be one decision maker, but I don't think it can come from the help you're talking about. I don't think it can come from another player. I, I, I don't think, like, if, if Steve Smith and Pat Cummins are in disagreement, like, Pat Cummins ultimately has to win that. Pat Cummins has to manage his own body and manage all the other bowlers and all that sort of thing. He can't rely on Steve Smith to tell him, no, nah, mate, you've got to go one more and or you've got to take a break or anything like that. I just don't think that that could ever work. But I think to, to your mind um, or to your point, I think a coach, the, there probably should be more involvement from a coach perspective. And I know we hate, we hate it in cricket. It's, they hate it in tennis as well. But I just don't understand, like, really, why, why can't the coach just talk to the captain a bit more and say, do this, do this, do that? I agree with you. It just seems like it's just something in cricket that's never really been done. And the most important point out of this for mine, where's he going to field? Mm. Where's Paddy Cummins going to field? He's going to have to be in the ring somewhere. He's going to have to be mid-on, mid-off, like right next to the bowler, mm. right? That's where it's going to be. Yeah. He can't, he can't go on the grippers. Gee, you make a great point, Vanders. Where is he going? If he can't, <laughs> can't take a spell down at fine leg. No. He can't rehydrate. Like, how's he going to rehydrate? That's what we're saying. That's great probably point. the most important. Great point. The, the practicalities of this fan. Oh, yeah. I'll, it's I'll... like he has to take an over or two off to go down there. No one's rehydrate, thinking, have a no bit one's of a thinking about the practicalities. Exactly. Oh, that's oh. good. That's really good, Vanders. No, I enjoy that. You may, you do raise a couple of very good points. Yeah. Well, I feel like we say about everything, but we're gonna we're gonna see what happens over the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned. All right, Tails, we have some more Ashes chat, um, which is mm. all we ever talk about apparently now while it's on, but it's hard not to with so many stories. I just briefly mm. wanted to touch on the English the English side. So they're just um, oh, yeah, I forgot had a about little, had a, Yeah, add a little bit of cricket rained out, uh, which is great, obviously, for mm. us. Less cricket, the better. Um, it's been very quiet for them so far. Obviously, there was the racism scandal um, in, in the county system. But since then, um, the pain story has sort of taken over. Who's the new captain? It's all about the Australian team. And I think England will be enjoying sitting under the radar um, mm. a little bit. But I do wonder if there is what I like to call, well, not, not just me, but what we call an October surprise coming for England. It's November, then. What do you mean an October surprise? <laughs> an October surprise is a, it's a US political term that uh, mm. is, so the elections in November and October surprise is something that hits the headlines. It's like that Trump video of him telling he's going to grab someone by the, uh, by the genitals. It's that uh, something that comes out on the eve of the election that just rocks, mm. rocks the campaign. And that, oh, obviously no, that's see. happened. I that's see. happened for Australia. But with the media so like, you know, the home team's media and the away team's media so mm. heavily invested in their own teams, I can't help but feel there could be something coming for the English team. Might not be as bad mm. as the pain story, but I don't think that, uh, I don't think they're going to get through this unscathed as such as the competition between the two sides and the two sides' medias. So I, mm. uh, I just... Do you have an inkling? I feel like you've got a little... Like you've got a little bit of inside knowledge that you're not sharing with the listeners. Do you have I, an inkling, Van, as what this is going to be? I, I can't share it with the listeners yet, but I'm uh, I'm Bandits, I'm hearing whispers our loyal out listeners. of the No, I'm just kidding. I've, got, so I've, got, no, I've got nothing. I was not trying to make it sound like I had an idea. But no, I have got nothing. Listen, you can't see his face. <laughs> he has absolutely got something. 
So we will see. And the other thing I want to touch on as we quickly move on from that was no cricket for <laughs> no cricket for Stokes since July. Mm. And I think mm. very difficult for him to have an influence on the series, I would say, in the first couple of games if he hasn't played yeah. any cricket. So I think if it's if if the if the series is still alive come the third test, then you know, enter Stokes. But I just find it hard for him to have an influence in the first two tests when he hasn't played a much cricket. And he hasn't been training either. It's not like he's been no. You know, I mean, he might be doing some fitness fitness stuff because it was has been his 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 hand or his finger, but yeah, I think that'll be be hard for him to come and really have a big impact in the first couple of tests. No, I agree, Vanders. I think um, they'll pick him, but unfortunately, it probably won't be to, to your point until the third or fourth test. See if his body hold up, he holds up that we uh, we see the best of Ben Stokes, which uh, I I actually hope that well. Fanders, I am very self-conscious about the amount of cricket we do on the show. You're not. Mm. You're always pushing for more cricket. Mm-hmm. But I am very self-conscious about it. But I, I do want to ask, and and this is something maybe we can ask the listeners. There's a, obviously a lot of sport on at the moment and a lot coming up. There's A-League and NBL locally, uh, AFLW coming in January. Of course, internationally, you've still got all football. Uh, Manchester United, which we didn't get to Solskjaer in this pod today. Um, NFL, NBA. NHL, all that sort of stuff. What's your second sport from now? Why wouldn't you've got cricket? You'll lock that in. What's your other sport? Like shield cricket, probably. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, no cricket. Uh, yeah, look, it's a tough question. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on, and I'm sort of a watch whatever's on TV type as my second mm. sport. If that makes sense, I don't really plan it, but yeah. You are right. And I think that it would be good to get some feedback from the listeners as to what, what mm. they want us to talk about because cricket just does dominate so much. And the thing with yeah. with cricket is, you know, even though there's, you know, arguably 25 days of cricket coming up with the Ashes, it's still just five different games. And yeah. the media, yeah. including, you know, including ourselves, you just find crap to talk about over and over again. So uh, you sort of, you just make that sort of work for yourself when you end up discussing the same stuff. And even though we find it really interesting, it'd be great to uh, definitely talk about some other sports. I've been thinking about this tale. And I think that we could definitely, with the new Jack Jumbers team uh, in the NBL, the new Tasmanian Jack Jumbers team, I think that we could possibly fool a couple of the players and officials into thinking that we're a big pod, maybe get some (laughs) interviews. That's what I'm thinking. Because they may not know, and we might be able to get some good content there. So perhaps we find our the uh, NBL is our new second sport over the over the summer. I so feel I, like a uh, I feel like a pretty confident about the uh, about the Jack Jumpers and and a lot of the players. So yeah, let's let's get on board. All right, Tails, before we wrap it up, we do have to get to our hot takes uh, from last week and some new hot takes for the week to come. Last week, my hot take was that we wouldn't hear 
the last about the uh, Hugh Greenwood leaving the Gold Coast Footy Club scandal. I haven't heard anything more about it, but I have to say that I think <laughs> Tim Payne's uh, sacking may have derailed my my media dreams uh, and perhaps your hot take as well. What was yours? Uh, look, mine was actually based on Tim Payne. It was that uh, <laughs> no, no. it was that uh, Josh Felipe would get hype. They would demand happen. that he be in the test cricket squad, which didn't, didn't quite happen. happen. He, he did get a 50. And just very, very quickly, I know where this is hot take, very, yeah. very quickly, shout out to Sam Whiteman for, and WA for trying to make that a game, that WA and Taser game. They could have played out for a draw, but they tried to make it a game. They lost, but good on them for uh, having a crack. Tails, just on the... Your hot take's almost worse for the fact that Tim Payne has been discussed as being dropped and still they're not talking about mm. Felipe. That actually makes your <laughs> he's hot the, take. Like, he was the like leading run scorer, I think, negative, coming into the game in the Shield. All they were talking about was, was English. English, sorry. So your hot take is actually terrible. Gary hasn't made a run all summer, and Josh Felipe's banked out 460 and can't get a look in. Yeah, well, that's a terrible hot take. But what have you got? What other stain full field hot take have you got this week? Well, let's say, I'll stick with TD Payne. I'll stick with, with Tim Payne, and I will say this. Tim Payne will not be picked in the first test. Wow. Huge. What do you got for me? I am going to stick with my October surprise uh, theory for the English. I think something negative, and not just like generally negative, like oh, Joe wrote a flog, but actually a story, a negative story about the English team, mm-hmm. some sort of not necessarily scandal, but something towards yes. that end will come out during. You've got something. You are sitting the, on something during the week, so we will see where that hot take goes. Mm, we will see, Vanders. I feel like I feel like newsbreaker number one. You're going to get a byline. You've got the inside line to somebody here, and you're all just not quite giving us uh, giving us enough to go on. Tails, I am on the outside. I have no idea what's going on inside. You're on the outside, and we are all on the outside. So thank you for listening and uh, we'll see what happens during the week.